0: at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: Immorality is certainly a tool that the enemy has used, is using, and will continue to use. We see, not uniquely to any country, but throughout the world, we're seeing growing immorality. And we see the negative effects that this immorality, and I'm speaking about sexual immorality, that it brings into the nation. Greater disease, but also hardship. Also a division within families and among friends. We see that when one lives immorally, that it destroys, it does not build up. And therefore, we see tonight in the portion of Scripture that we're going to be looking at, God's warning. Now, before I read the first verse, we need to understand something. The Bible, as we see in life in general, based upon whatever culture that you might be in and whatever language that you speak, there are idioms meaning there are ways of expressing something that when we look at the literalness of it, we find that that literal statement does not really capture the intent of that idiom. And this is the situation in Leviticus chapter 18. So I would invite you to take out your Bibles at this time and look with me to that portion of Scripture, Leviticus and chapter 18. We're going to be looking at this chapter over the next uh, two weeks, and we're going to see that this chapter is not frequently taught. In fact, I had mentioned to a friend of mine that I was going to be teaching from Leviticus 18, and I shared with him what it speaks of. And I asked him, have you ever dealt with that chapter? And the answer, and it shouldn't be surprising, is no. We don't like talking about these things they can make us feel uncomfortable no one really wants to preach and teach about them and I, I get that but nevertheless it's the word of god and we need to be spiritually disciplined to look at all of god's counsel and realize that all of scripture was given for a purpose And we see here the dangers being revealed to us in society when these things are ignored now i mentioned that we're going to be talking about sexual immorality and we are seeing in this world a change whereby there is more and more sexual immorality that is embraced and sanctioned and even even Recommended by governments. Things such as same-sex marriage. And we see as well that, that, that deceit of transgenderism. We know that when God creates a male, that person is a male. Regardless of what he may do to his body, and the same thing is true for a female. It doesn't change who they are inwardly. They have a male soul or a female soul. And when you do not submit to God's created order, when you reject that and rebel against that, there will not be joy or happiness. And what we see here, and don't be deceived by the enemy, all of this foolishness with transgenderism is about rebelliousness before God. Saying I'll choose I'll decide I don't have to submit to you This is what it's about and more and more we're seeing and there's no other word to use but perversion sexual perversion being sanctioned and approved and what governments would say as protected behavior it's not protected behavior because such behavior Is going to position one for the judgment of god and nothing can protect us from god's judgment when we rebel against his word his gospel and we do what is right in our own eyes being led by our carnal nature instead of being led by the holy spirit so as i said look with me to the book of leviticus chapter 18. And let's begin in verse one now initially there's an emphasis in this 18th chapter on the statutes and ordinances of god and how these ordinances and statutes and judgments of god cause his people to be different than than the egyptians and the canaanites listen to what the word of god says leviticus 18 beginning in verse 1 and the lord spoke to moses saying speak verse 2 speak to the children of israel and you shall say unto them i am the lord your god what does that mean that god is a a transcendent god meaning he's above all things this term yudhevavhe for the lord speaks of his absolute sovereignty that he has no no rival that god is god now when it says i am the lord your god when he speaks about your god that word elohim relates to him being judge so god has no equals he is sovereign he's over all things And therefore, we should fear his judgment. And that's why the scripture begins in the way that it does. Speak to the children of Israel and say unto them, I am the Lord your God. I am sovereign and I am going to judge. Look at verse 3. He tells us because he's the judge and that we're going to come before his judgment, he gives us counsel. He gives us good advice when he says, verse 3, as the deed or the work. Now, some Bibles may translate this according to the deed or the work. And it's talking about an action, a behavior. So according to the work of the land of Egypt, where you dwelled in it, you shall not do. And according to the work of of the land of canaan where i am bringing you there you shall not do in their statutes do not walk now god because of sinfulness he positioned them in sin in egypt egypt was a greatly immoral place It was full of idolatry there was no revelation of god people did that which was perverted that which was offensive that which is an abomination before god and remember that name egypt it's relating to pressure anxiety stress it's like being taken through a narrow place that gets more and more narrow the more narrow it becomes the more anxiety pressure pain and affliction you feel that's the world so when we and hear this very carefully when we embrace the doctrines the satanic propaganda that that dominate this world when we do that we're inviting affliction and adversary adversity and and stress and anxiety into our life god wants to spare us of that by giving us his instructions and again he's saying you were in egypt don't behave like they did don't learn their ways and i'm taking you into eric canaan the land of canaan and likewise don't learn their actions how they behave what they did their deeds verse 4 my judgments you shall do and my statutes you shall keep and then it says to walk in them now to walk that term walking is is relating to lifestyle we all know the scripture from colossians chapter 2 and verse 6 as you have received messiah yeshua so walk in him walk has to do with living how one behaves how one orders one's life and what he's saying here is in my statutes in my judgments how god renders judgment meaning what he says is right and what he says that's wrong we don't want to do the wrong we want to keep the right and he says here in the scripture look carefully he says verse four my judgments you shall do and my statutes you shall keep to walk in them why again that same expression that we've seen earlier in verse two where he says i am the lord i'm sovereign i have no no equal i am the lord and then he says you're god speaking again about god's willingness To judge in fact because he is sovereign he must judge in keeping with his character to reward that which is good and to punish that which is evil and we're going to learn what's pleasing to god and what's displeasing to god look now to to verse five you shall keep my statutes and my judgments where A man he will do them and live in them i am the lord so we have that well-known scripture where he says my my statutes my judgments my ordinances however you want to translate those words if we we do them if a man will do them he will live in them now what does that mean he is going to get the outcome of what these these instructions will bring about. He is going to reap a good harvest. God is going to bring to him what God desires. So listen here. We are not safe by keeping the commandments, doing his statutes, his ordinances. But having been redeemed by the blood of the lamb having experienced that eternal redemption whereby we become a new creation now we have the opportunity to to live in them and what does that mean have life in them the life that obedience to the word of god produces we're not talking about eternal life but we're talking about a life that reflects kingdom truth and therefore he says At the end of of this scripture where he says i am the lord (coughs) it's a lord without limitation uh, a lord that is without any type of, of 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 limiting and therefore he's able to bring it it reminds us that this sovereign god can bring to us the life that obedience produces and make no mistake obedience to the instructions of god his judgments will produce outcome and we want that outcome it relates to the will of God being experienced by us and his will is a good will look now to verse 6 now some have said what we're going to be dealing with tonight in our study we're ready now for verse 6 we're going to conclude in a few minutes it won't take long to get to the conclusion of verse 17 and he's talking here about uncovering nakedness and again I mentioned earlier that expression to uncover nakedness is simply an idiom for sexual immorality having sexual relationships with an individual and God is going to tell us how he sees certain events, activities, behavior, and that these things are not sanctioned by him. And they relate to what was experienced in Egypt. What was that? God's judgment. And what was experienced by the Canaanites. What was that? God's judgment. They reap in their immorality. They reaped the consequences was destruction. And what god's saying is you don't want to experience my judgment remember who i am the sovereign god the god that transcends all things the god who is without limitations look at verse 6. it says ish ish which means man man that is a expression every man now when it says man here it's an inclusive term it means both male and female But it's speaking primarily to men in the way that that the scripture is arranged. And we read here, every man to any relative. And we have the expression, sha'ar Bissaro. Bissaro is his flesh, the rest of his flesh. The rest of his flesh is again an idiom. speaks about family members and the context will certainly confirm that in a moment so it begins with a warning any man doesn't matter who you are whether you're Jew or Gentile people say well this was given to Israel yes but Israel is supposed to teach it to the nations so any man to any of his relatives it says, do not draw near. And why? For a specific purpose. Legalot erva, which means to uncover or reveal the nakedness. And again, that expression, which is going to repeat over and over and over in this study tonight, refers to, I'll translate it literally, to uncover nakedness, but realize it's talking about sexual immorality. It's talking about sexual relations with an individual. And in all of these cases, we're talking about forbidden relations, meaning the act cannot be done with one of these individuals, any of them. It is wrong. Why? Well, remember, we're talking about family members. And make no mistake about it sexual immorality within a family is devastating families oftentimes never recover and therefore we're dealing with things that ought not be done now some would say ought not even be mentioned i get that but nevertheless this is scripture and we're going to deal with it respectfully and in a mature way where it says every man to any of his relative he shall not draw near for this purpose of revealing the nakedness which means to have sexual relations and he says i am the lord now this i and the lord speaks about who he is this is against his character this is against the sovereign god's policy instructions law commandments ordinances statutes uh, whatever you want to say this is against him and he will take it seriously look now to verse seven the nakedness of your father and the nakedness of your mother you shall not uncover your mother is she do not uncover her nakedness now it speaks about parents and of course such relations with parents are clearly an abomination and god is revealing that this is improper why well let me share with you where this world is going we see a a tendency throughout the world to approve about anything now instead of a biblical freedom and liberty which is to embrace the standards of god that's a good thing that's the liberty that we have in messiah yeshua that we have been anointed to fulfill to obey his character to do his will and to manifest his glory in this world but here we see rebelliousness and the direction that the world is going is little by little it is eroding a sense of of decency in society and now we see and don't think it's by accident but if you follow along with what's going on at least in the united states of america we see books That are immoral ungodly books that speak about things that I won't even mention in in any form we see that they are being introduced into the schools and of course parents are not pleased by this and it's interesting that the FBI my father used to work for the FBI but 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 we see the FBI has Put forth, of course, they retracted it, but we see the desire to say to parents that if they want to express an opinion that is against this material, as parents, we should have the right to say no to these things. But there is a threat that such such free speech is, is not going to be tolerated. And we see pressure, overt pressure being placed upon family, godly families who want to stand up against this. Now, I realize what the, the attorney general said, that he is not against uh, uh, free speech and he's not against people uh, sharing their, their, their thoughts and their values. But again, when you have a memo, from the fbi speaking about how we have to worry about uh, parents at school boards simply because they are outraged and it's a righteous indignation against such materials and how the parents rights to raise children are being taken away today for example if you are against transgenderism. And you don't want your son or your daughter to be exposed to that or be assisted in this direction. There are some states we're saying that the parents need to see their children removed from their jurisdiction, from their home, because this is improper for the parents to want to stand up against such such mutilation of children's bodies. So let's be very clear where the united states is going and not just there but many other places as well and the same way that we've seen with the pandemic nation after nation followed the same way we're seeing the same truth in regard to immorality the nations one by one are following this this same satanic propaganda look now to the next verse verse seven where it says the nakedness this is regard to sexual immorality the nakedness of your father the nakedness of your mother you shall not uncover uncover your mother is she you shall not uncover her nakedness very clear such relations are against the standards of god verse 8. the nakedness of the wife Of your father you shall not uncover for it's the nakedness of your father is this meaning that that if there's a situation where the father remarries perhaps the mother died or there was a divorce whatever it may be and now this man is married again to a different woman what the scripture is saying is that woman is forbidden for the son. And that there's a relationship because the two becomes one and God sees it as as the the son. If he should, God forbid, have this this type of relationship, this perversion, it goes right to the nakedness, the immorality that he's doing is with his father because the two become one this is how god sees it verse nine and the nakedness of your sister the daughter of your father so maybe she's a stepsister she's not a biological sister from both your father and mother but just your your father so in this case it's the daughter, perhaps, not of your father, but of your mother. Your father is no longer alive, and your mother's remarried and has a child. It says here, the, the nakedness of your sister, whether it be the daughter of your father or the daughter of your mother, and whether she is born, meaning even, even if she's not a biological, perhaps she's a stepdaughter, meaning this that that your parent none of them produced this child it is from a different marriage but nevertheless nevertheless whether it is or is not this is what it's saying whether it is or is not it says you shall not uncover their nakedness in this situation whatever we're talking about all of those possibilities are forbidden you shall not uncover the nakedness no sexual relations with with any stepsister whether she's half sister or not it is forbidden this is what the word of god is telling us verse 10 and the nakedness of the daughter of your son or the daughter of your daughter you shall not uncover their nakedness for your nakedness is is it so because that that grandchild is is part of your own flesh and blood you're uncovering your own nakedness meaning it's like sexual relations with oneself it is should be viewed as impossible immoral and absolutely forbidden and again what we're seeing today is that laws if it's not biological it's okay it is not it is immoral and forbidden according to the standards of god verse verse 11 the nakedness of the daughter of the wife of your father and here again whether she is born biologically by your father or not it says here she is your sister and you shall not uncover her nakedness so in both situations literally here only one is given and this is because literally it is the child that's produced by your father and his new wife you cannot be with her verse 12 and the nakedness of the sister of your father you shall not uncover she is the relative of your father verse 13 and the nakedness of the sister of your mother you shall not uncover for she is a relative of your mother so because of whether we're talking about a father's relatives or a mother's relative you cannot in this this close proximity of a daughter or a son you cannot be in any type of sexual relationship with with that type of relative this is what it's saying verse 13. and the nakedness of the sister of your mother you shall not uncover for she is a relative of your mother verse 14 and the nakedness of the brother of your father you shall not uncover nor his wife you shall not draw near why because your aunt is she so we see that a a brother or a sister of your father so your 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 uncle and if this one is married this spouse is forbidden to you this is what the scripture is saying verse 15 the nakedness of your daughter-in-law you shall not uncover for the wife of your son is she do not uncover her nakedness again do not have any type of relationship with such a a relative and then we see look if you would to verse verse 17 where it says verse 16 and the nakedness of the wife of your brother you shall not uncover for the nakedness of the brother is she meaning because they are married the two become one and it would be like brothers how immoral how indecent and now we're ready for for verse verse 17 where it says the nakedness of a woman and her daughter so this would be two women it says the nakedness of a woman and her daughter you shall not uncover for the daughter of hers meaning this is her daughter and the daughter of your daughter you shall not take to uncover her nakedness for a family member is she and then it says zima he now the word zima is a word for a plan or a plot that is scandalous so god is putting in the most strong vocabulary that he can that one who plans this engages in this normally we have a thought and our intent before an action and he's dealing now with a purpose and that is to tell us if you are are thinking about that if you have that intent realize that it's scandalous it is an abomination it is something that god sees as purely evil and that which will bring judgment severe judgment upon that individual but but before that judgment comes upon that individual realize that that there's going to be a devastating a devastating outcome within that family Let me conclude by saying this. There are numerous types of sins. And sin is sin, meaning this. Sin relates to that which brings death. Sin relates to rebelliousness. Sin is in contrast to faith. Nothing good comes out of sin. But even though it's the same blood of Messiah that, that that redeems from sin, any sin, let's be very clear about something. And that is, and we have biblical evidence to state this, you know, all other sins are outside the body. But but sins of a sexual immorality, that's inward. And therefore, they're more serious. And furthermore, they're more destructive and because it deals with that inner person and that carnal nature the flesh we see that it's something that the enemy is using and using strongly in societies and again throughout the world i'll conclude with this when we look at many different empires empires were strong prosperous we find that that as they began to decline we see sexual immorality was prevalent we see that order of of a husband and a wife and children that come out of that marriage whereby the the sanctity of that family that nuclear family is affirmed now we know that that things happen there's divorce there's remarriage, that's a reality today outside the believing community and also inside the believing community. But let me just simply say that these things, and I think anyone would agree, they are harmful. They hurt. Anytime there's a divorce, and we're not pointing fingers at divorced people, we're, we're, we're wanting to love them. And wanting to know that they went through a hurtful Time in their life and what we find is that there's failure in every venue every aspect of our life so we're not being judgmental right now we're saying simply this that that marriages that that are broken apart because of sexual immorality there is a devastating effect on on that couple on the children grandchildren and even other family members we see clearly that the enemy and i'm speaking about satan is indeed attacking that nuclear family and wanting to pervert the the family that the scripture speaks of where it says there will be one man and one woman in a covenant of marriage and through that covenant of marriage there's going to be children more often than not and that that is the family now do we have different families today yes we do we see that there are are lots of different ones today without a father without a mother we see step parents and such remarriage and all and again we're not pointing fingers but realize these things They are very difficult to overcome with God. All things are possible, but they present a difficulty. And that's why we should teach strongly what is the will of God for a man and a woman and how sexual immorality brings about devastation and harm and hurt and pain, which can visit Not just the ones that are involved in it, but that next generation. And not just that next generation, but ongoing. Remember what the scripture says. That that God visits the iniquity of a man upon his children to the third and fourth generation. What we see is a devastating effect of sexual immorality. And that's why the enemy is using it and we see a distortion of the family throughout society today and even within god's people we're seeing a compromise that will lead to disaster while close with that we'll continue next week the second part of leviticus 18 until then shalom from israel
0: well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others